Hi, my name is Pamela Coons, Associate Professor of Medicine in the Division of Oncology at Yale School of Medicine and Yale Cancer Center. I'm excited to announce ASCO's new open access journal, JCO Oncology Advances. As the inaugural editor-in-chief, I hope to support JCO Oncology Advances to become the premier platform to bridge the gap between accessible scientific research and clinical care. Stay tuned for more information, including new article types, at ascopubs.org forward slash JCO Oncology Advances. We look forward to seeing your submissions in spring of 2024. This JCO podcast provides observations and commentary on the JCO article, Racial Patterns of Peripheral T-Cell Lymphoma, Incidence and Survival in the United States by Adams et al. My name is Jennifer Amengual, and I am an Assistant Professor of Medicine and Experimental Therapeutics at the Center for Lymphoid Malignancies at Columbia University Medical Center in New York, New York, USA. My oncologic specialty is in lymphoma. Peripheral T-cell lymphoma is extremely rare, especially in the United States and Europe, and is associated with considerable heterogeneity. Of the lymphomas, T-cell lymphomas make up a larger fraction in Asia and Latin America, possibly secondary to genetic predisposition and early exposure to infections such as human T-lymphotrophic virus type 1, also known as HTLV-1, and Epstein-Barr virus, known as EBV. Although there are differences between subtypes, in general, patients with T-cell lymphomas have a worse overall prognosis as compared to their B-cell lymphoma counterparts. And despite the heterogeneity, the overall survival of patients with T-cell lymphoma is between one and three years. There is currently no generally agreed upon first-line therapy for patients with T-cell lymphoma, as we recognize that CHOP chemotherapy often offers poor outcome. Clinical trials have been important in identifying novel approaches to relapse disease, but accrual to these trials is difficult given the rarity of the disease and incorporation of these novel agents into frontline setting has not yet been realized. In addition, the ability to widely apply what is learned in clinical trials of T-cell lymphoma also poses many challenges, such as accounting for the various subtypes of disease and limited accrual of racially diverse patients. Attempts to overcome these hurdles are underway with greater prioritization of studying these patients in multi-center, cooperative group, and even international studies. In 2008, the International T-Cell Lymphoma Project studied patients with T-cell lymphoma from 22 countries worldwide. The group studied 1,314 cases of peripheral T-cell lymphoma and natural killer cell T-cell lymphoma diagnosed between 1990 and 2002. They demonstrated differences in survival based on T-cell lymphoma subtype, with peripheral T-cell and NK-cell lymphomas demonstrating a five-year overall survival of 32%. This study comprehensively evaluated the survival differences between subtypes, but it did not take into account race and ethnicity when evaluating outcomes. Since about the time of this publication, there has also been a shift in how we think about treatment approaches for these patients. Consolidative autologous stem cell transplant is now generally accepted at the time of first remission, and novel therapies have been incorporated in the relapse setting, such as HDAC inhibitors and prolotrexate. Now, eight years later, given the potential ethnic and geographic predilection for peripheral T-cell lymphoma, or PTCL, and the broad ethnic diversity in the United States, the authors of the manuscript that accompanies this podcast sought to describe the incidence and survival of these lymphomas by race and ethnicity. A deeper understanding of these differences may prove to point to potential underlying etiologies 
of disease and potential racial disparities. In the study performed by Adams et al., the authors used data from 18 population-based U.S. surveillance, epidemiology, and end results, also known as SEER cancer registries, between the years 2000 and 2012 to quantify PTCL incidence rates and proportions of cases of each PTCL subtype by racial and ethnic groups. The SEER database captures 97% of incident cases with a catchment area covering about 28% of the U.S. population. The authors also analyzed the survival differences between races in specific PTCL subtypes. 20,726 cases of patients with PTCL over the age of 15 were classified according to ICD-03 histology validation codes as PTCL not otherwise specified, or NOS, anaplastic large cell lymphoma, ALCL, angiomyoblastic T-cell lymphoma, extranodal type natural killer and aggressive NK leukemia, adult T-cell leukemia lymphoma, ATLL, and other. The SEER registries classified race and ethnicity using 2,000 U.S. Census categories based on self-identification, medical records, and death certificates. The race and ethnicities were characterized as non-Hispanic white, Hispanic white, black, Asian Pacific Islanders, and American Indian or Alaskan Natives, or unknown. In addition, for ATLL, additional sub-analysis was performed analyzing birthplace and additional ethnicity information was collected among Asians. A total of 13,107 PTCL cases were diagnosed between 2000 and 2012 who were able to be characterized for race and ethnicity. Based on the race and ethnicity, there were 8,777, or 66%, non-Hispanic whites, 1,763, or 13% blacks, 1,492, or 11% Hispanic whites, 992, or 8% Asian Pacific Islanders, and 83, or 0.6% American Indians, Alaskan Natives. The median age was 62 years, but interestingly, the majority of black, Hispanic white, and American Indian Alaskan Natives were younger than 60 years old at diagnosis. There was a male predominance except for angiomyoblastic T-cell lymphoma, and the cases were evenly distributed geographically throughout the United States. The annual incidence rate was 1.56 per 100,000 person in non-Hispanic whites, and this was used as the reference to which the other races and ethnicities were compared. Blacks were found to have significantly high incident ratio of 1.32, whereas Asians and American Indians had lower rates of 0.83 and 0.63, respectively. There was no significant difference of the rate of PTCL in Hispanic whites. There was also a great variance of PTCL subtype by race and ethnicity. Some of the striking differences observed were a higher incidence of PTCL NOS and ATLL at 1.67 and 4.37 in blacks as compared to non-Hispanic whites. Among Asians, the incidence rate of angioneblastic T-cell lymphoma and ATLL were slightly higher and the rate of extranodal NK cell lymphoma was found to be more common with an incidence rate of 3.61 as compared to non-Hispanic whites. Both Hispanic whites and American Indians have higher rates of extranodal NK cell lymphoma with a 3.59 incidence rate for Hispanics and an 80% non-significant increase for American Indians. 
significance could not be determined secondary to the very low overall incidence. Several of the findings corroborate trends found globally in relation to particular subtypes of disease emerging in specific regions of the world. This study reflects the vast ethnic diversity of the United States. One of the striking findings of this study are that African Americans are diagnosed with PTCL at a higher rate than any other ethnic or racial group, mostly comprised of PTCL, NOS, and ATLL cases. Exploratory analysis performed by the authors revealed that PTCL was diagnosed nearly three times in Caribbean-born blacks as compared to U.S.-born blacks. Some of the findings may be related to the birthplace of the patients identified. Patients who are immigrants and likely children of immigrants from areas known to have a high prevalence of one disease subtype over another have likely influenced some of the findings in this study and may relate to early exposure of EBV or HTLV-1. In addition, these findings may reflect some yet-to-be-identified factors yielding a protective effect in Asians and American Indians against PTCL. It may potentially also point to early environmental exposures, perhaps to EBV in American Indians, with regard to the high observed rate of extranodal NK cell lymphoma. Better understanding of these exposures may help us recognize other contributions to T-cell lymphoma genesis. The authors analyzed survival based on subtype and race and ethnicity. There were 12,915 PTCL cases available for follow-up who had race information available. There were 6,875 deaths over a median follow-up of 19 months. Survival curves showed significant variation by race in patients with PTCL in general ranging from 49 to 22 months with non-Hispanic whites and American Indians achieving the best survival and blacks and Asians with the worst survival. The differences varied most significantly in ATLL, where blacks with the disease had a shorter survival than whites, with a hazard ratio of 2.13. Anaplastic large cell, angioblastic, and PTCL-NOS had hazard ratios between 1.2 to 1.7. Similar results were seen in Asians, particularly for PTCL, with hazard ratio of 1.33, and Hispanics in PTCL and ALCL with hazard ratios of 1.33 and 1.5, respectively. Presented here clearly are the consistent and somber results that all ethnic groups have shorter survival as compared to non-Hispanic whites. These findings generate more questions that need to be studied further, as the reason for these differences are not well understood. Differences in survival are likely multifactorial and range from biologic to social. Biologic explanations may include different host immune responses to disease, molecular and genetic testing, as well as understanding the tumor microenvironment and variation of these findings by race and ethnicity are warranted. Pharmacokinetic variations to treatment may also be involved, and detailed analysis of the T-cell lymphoma trial to date by ethnicity could point to differences here. Unfortunately, for any given trial, the number of patients enrolled is again very small, too small to adequately tease out the response by ethnicity. Environmental exposures that have not yet been realized may also influence increased diagnosis. Exposure to other chronic infections, diseases, or medications may play a role. Disparities in healthcare delivery and access to clinical trials are likely two contributing factors to inferior survival. Efforts to reach underserved communities and better education about the merits of clinical trials are critical to improve the care of our entire nation. Better understanding of the individual contribution of these factors will be challenging given the rarity of these diseases and the difficulty in studying them worldwide. 
but this study should hopefully stress the importance and spark the interest of investigators such as physician scientists studying T-cell lymphoma and disparities research alike. This concludes this JCO podcast. Thank you for listening. For more original research, editorials, and review articles, please visit us online at jco.org. This production is copyrighted to the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Thank you for listening.